With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Gamer Heroes Podcast. I'm your regular host, John, with our <laughs> co-host, my buddy and co-host, Derek. How's it going, man? It's good, dude. It's good. It's been a crazy week for games. Oh, you're telling me. E3 revealed uh, a lot of things that we had anticipated and a lot of things that we didn't anticipate. So we have a big year uh, coming up. 2019 seems to be like when everything's releasing, it feels like. Um, but this year has a lot of big titles coming out as well. Uh, some that were very surprising and some, like I said, we knew was coming and some very even even faster than we expected. So let's just dive right in, man. Um, so in case you guys didn't know, last week, uh, basically Wednesday through Tuesday, I want to say, was all, and this week, was all E3 coverage. Uh, of course, all the big companies, Bethesda, EA, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, they all had their own conference where they revealed new games, um, showed us some gameplay of games that we've been waiting for for years. Um, so I'm going to dive right in, man. Let's let's start with Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda probably, them and Microsoft probably had the two best showings uh, from a conference level. Really? Because I actually disagree with that. Oh, I think man. Sony nail. I think Sony won E3 this year. No, I highly disagree. But we'll get to Sony. Why? We'll get, we'll get to Sony. Yeah. Well, well I, so we'll get there. So Bethesda uh, showed off a bunch of stuff. Um, nothing. So one one piece was really exciting, and that was the announcement of Starfield, which is their first new IP in over twenty five years. So that's a big deal because we've seen basically the same franchises from them for the last quarter of a century. And that's not a bad thing, right? We've had some great yeah. games in that, but this, this is brand new stuff. Bethesda's a heavy hitter, man. Ever since they honestly, once, once they started taking over the oblivion, like well, oblivion, uh, that kind of put them on the map. They've been a heavy hitter since. So this is, this is a big deal. It's a space sci-fi RPG. We know next to nothing about it. It's in, uh, pre-production officially so this is something we are probably not going to see until 2020 at the earliest right um i think and that it's would new be... yeah that's the thing <laughs> it's, it's not it's... like mass effect or a sequel this is a real original project which is great it is and th this means that 2020 i think would be uh <laughs> very optimistic since this is brand new and for all we know it might even end up running on a totally different engine with completely different physics we don't know yet because it's in pre-production um but uh that's it's it's far off but it's exciting because this is something nobody saw coming you know right. nobody expected a brand new ip from bethesda and that's what we got so that in itself is a really big deal for me that you know i i totally agree with you on that aspect Sure, you're right. Sony did not come with nothing new to the uh, to the table, but the things that they did release were were very big in my opinion. But yeah, I can see where Bethesda gets a point for Starfield. Um, now, I think Bethesda gets a few more points for the rest of their announcements, though. Um, we of course got the announcement of Elder Scroll Six, which is currently in production and is in a quote playable state. So this is something that we will probably see in 2020 that's realistic maybe end of 2019 i think would be right. uh unlikely but possible if things go well um but either way we have an elder scroll 6 coming down the pipe which i think is a highly anticipated game and that's kind of like um it's a little bit of a surprise honestly because uh personally i thought they were going to do another expansion or um i don't know 
they were going to build on because I feel like Elder Scrolls Online kind of flopped, to be honest with you. So I thought they were going to try to re- rejuvenate that. But Skyrim's uh, a whole new been, game is great. New portion. What's the that? Sky, Skyrim has been a highly successful game. Um, I'm talking about the online portion oh, particularly. Uh, Elder Scrolls Scroll. Online has done pretty bad because um, they I, just yeah. re-released that here um, you know, earlier in the year or last year. But Elder Scrolls is a different thing. It's a it's an MMO, right? Right. And um, Skyrim's been out now for almost seven years, um, and I think people have been really. And it's hoping still one of the top. Yeah, and it's been re released, right? I mean, this was a, a previous gen console. This came out on 360, and of course now it's available on Xbox One and PS4, and now Switch, um, as well as PC. Um, I think people were hoping to see something for an Elder Scroll, and the fact that it's in a playable state is promising, even though we didn't really get to see it. So yeah. that that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I, I don't know what they're going to... Like, like, these games that are so far out... Like, 2019, I feel, is within grasp. That's not even that long to wait. But 2020 or further than that, I feel technology is going to change in the next two years. By that time, we who knows? You know, so it's kind of... It's always kind well, of I make I get a little skeptical of games out that far. Well, it depends on the game. Like so, Elder Scrolls Six will be a current gen game. That's going to be a PS4, Xbox One, you know, game. Uh, Starfield's not. Starfield is a next gen game. That's going to be your PS5 oh, for sure. and your Xbox whatever. Uh, but those consoles aren't going to be coming until 2021. Yeah, how crazy is that? We finally got some. Um, I, I'd say some meat on that. And it is conf- like I, I'd say that's confirmed, right? That's both of them are working on a, a next gen. Well, yeah, but we've had this conversation before. They're always working. They, on they've the been next doing gen, it, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, they no, were doing no company... it when they released, you know, their recent ones. Yeah, yeah. So no, no company has ever not been working on the next gen unless they were about to go bankrupt, right? So we we knew that, but now we have an idea of when this is happening. We have an idea that it's going to be probably within the next three years. I wonder if if Microsoft uh, <laughs> is going to really come out with a bang now and, and hold nothing back because they kind of lost pretty hard in the console war this time around. Well, they've done some things to combat that. And part of what they announced at their conference, which we'll get to, is that they bought they bought five indie studios. Yeah, you know, to make more first party content, and that's the big thing. Is from a hardware perspective, they have better hardware right now than than Sony does. But they don't have the game base. They don't have the exclusive titles that people are going for. Um, and that's that's where they, they're they really hurt right now. But but back to Bethesda because there's still more stuff there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll get to... I, I want to talk about Doom, man. How about Let's that trailer? It. I mean, we didn't really see much. We see that uh, our Doom Slayer is clearly in, looks like one of the Hell Realms again. And uh, it, it looks cool. I mean, there's looks like some, some pretty tough demons in there, so... A lot of these were pretty short trailers, uh, some of the ones that we're going to cover today. But, hey, I was not expecting a, a sequel that quick, I guess. I mean, I know it came out in 2016, but considering that it just released on Switch and it's kind of picking up momentum again, um, it's cool to see that Doom is still is still going strong. Yeah, so it's Doom Eternal. It's really definitely a teaser trailer, more of a teaser than what we got with Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield, sure. of course. But that's because Doom is coming out soon. Um, you know, so yeah, it, 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 we have no idea what it looks like. It's a 2019 title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's no gameplay or anything like that yet. But uh, there is some speculation that uh, the title Doom Eternal may play a bit into the concept of games as a service. Um, rather than a standard sequel this might see more of an evolving world with continued dlc and 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 things like that um to see this game grow over time rather than it being just another iteration as we've seen in the past that would be cool if they did that and they didn't charge us uh like loot boxes and stupid shit like that i think that could be really cool yeah, I mean, the idea of, of a games-as-a-service would be where it's got consistent DLC or some type of subscription model with a season pass or something. Um, and that's possible. I'm not sure that the name alone is enough to really go off of there, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, That I mean, that was it, really, to cover for Doom. Um, 
Fallout, obviously. Fallout, we, we got teased on Wednesday or Tuesday of last week and um, with nothing. And then we got a trailer and uh, we got a little bit more this time around. Yeah, what do you think, I mean, man? I The more I learn about this game, the less I'm excited about it. Why? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> you know I gotta um, ask. <laughs> so I liked the idea of it being a online uh, group squad type maybe destiny type game i like that because the idea of playing with you and some of my other friends and you know maybe the girl was was a compelling thing because fallout the the games are so huge and this game is supposed to be so much bigger than four from a map perspective about four times the size of the map in fallout 4 yeah it's massive right i don't want to do that all by myself um it's just not for me I, I wanted to share that experience and when it was this idea that it came out that you're going to build shelters and you can do it together i was like oh that's really interesting but then it came out that you could well now you can nuke each other i'm like well okay <laughs> so so then you're telling me you and me and our buddies could spend like 50 hours building this killer shelter and some jackass troll just nukes us yeah right like okay well that's that's not really appealing and then it comes out that there are no NPCs in this other than the the monsters which is no crazy NPCs. to me because uh, you're, you're solely banking that that many people are going to play the game right well, it, no it's not even that because the servers are going to be kept small so then <laughs> how many people are going to be in this huge map you know the I think the idea is to keep people spread out so you don't have a too much conflict. But then it's also coming out that, at least at launch, there's no real story. It's really just a survival game. And I'm not saying that that in itself is bad, but that is not interesting to me. I agree with you. Uh, everything you just said. So I was just trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, I, I totally agree <laughs> with you, man. It's uh, it's unappealing to me in, in the aspect that if I want to play a survival game, I'm going to play Days Gone. Or I'm going to play... Uh, I don't know, that new Division game looked pretty cool. Um, I'm going to play a whole bunch of other games that are already out that are very much like that, and I don't need to play Fallout to do that is what I'm saying. So in my opinion, what did we really bring to the table that's different other than the fact that it's all online, you know? I mean, that's the thing, right? It is an online experience. Um, I guess the time frame is different because it's much closer to the actual drop of the nukes. The graphics will be improved from Fallout 4. And, and that's so substantial. That's so um, minuscule because four is, you know, that's current gen right now, and it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't mean to insult four because four is a beautiful. But how game. much better is what I'm trying to say is how much yeah. better can you really get? No, I'm I'm with you there. I totally agree with you. Um, I will say the collector's edition box set for Fallout seventy six is a an improvement over the already impressive collector's edition of fallout 4 so in this one you get the power armor helmet you get a bunch of figures uh there's a there's some other things that are in there's a lot of physical stuff um and it's it's not even really that much more expensive it's 200 instead of 150 Um, i had estimated when we talked previously that it would be like 250 maybe even 300 um and so you know if that's your thing by all means, you know, get it, enjoy it. I hope it's a su- successful experience for you. I just don't think this is my kind of game. I, you know, I think that's uh, a pretty damn cool, uh, you know, exclusive master pack, whatever you want to call it. That's pretty damn cool because uh, most of the time, like I've, my experience, if you guys have listened in previous episodes, it's always a shitty figure or a statue is usually what I go for. Um, and this is pretty cool. It's a full scale wearable helmet that has lights and sounds and a voice modulator. So that's pretty darn cool. It is. And if you, if you got the collector's edition of Fallout 4, then you've got the Pip-Boy to go with it. So it's a nice set yeah. that they're putting together, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. But like, like I said, um, as far as hype goes, it's not something with the list that we have coming, the more games we're about to cover in this episode. I'm more excited for those than I am this game. Yes, I, I'm with you. This is, of everything that Bethesda announced, uh, this was the probably bottom. at the bottom of the yeah. list. Not, I mean, I don't really care about Rage 2. Just I never played the first one, so I, I have no frame of reference Same. here. Um, Same. You know, so it's nothing against the game. I don't know. But Fallout 76, just, I mean, 
I was hyped, and then the more I hear about it, the less interested I am. Right, right. Well, I'm going to segue um, into Wolfenstein uh, Youngblood, which, Woo! cool cinematic trailer. It, it had, it, you know, we didn't really see much, but we, we know that it is uh, the daughters, and he's clearly training them, and um, they're badass. They kick ass. <laughs> His daughters. Oh, yeah. So. Um, it, so the game will center around, uh, is it CJ? CJ is two. Well, uh, so uh, uh, Blaskovich, BJ Blaskovich. BJ, thank you. Is the main guy in the first two uh, Wolfenstein games and, and the uh, the small side mission as well. That's like the prequel story. Uh, and these are his daughters. He has twin daughters. And this this, mo- this movie, ha, this game will take place in the 80s. It might and... as well have been a movie because it was that cool. I I love these games and you know maybe it's just the fact that I'm Jewish and shooting a bunch of Nazis just feels really good. <laughs> um, it just does, man. You know, punch a Nazi. It it, just it's just feels uh, great for me. I like the uh, I love alternate history when it's done right, and yeah. uh, it's really cool what they've done. So it's a cool universe, is what I'm saying. This one's more hype for me because drum roll. It is co-op. It's going to be local co-op. Yes. Yes. Because of the twins, you each get to play as one of the twins. How awesome is that? Super cool. Um, I'm really excited about this. And I want to circle back on the co-op thing when we're done talking about Wolfenstein. But I just think that just sounds really exciting to be able to play with somebody else. That's these siblings that are together. Um, and it's in the 80s. So it's a, it's a different time frame. It's farther into the 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 future well, they said 84 was that the the time frame they were looking for i didn't catch the exact year. that i don't know if that's maybe just because it's wonder woman 1984 <laughs> is that uh, what stuck in my head <laughs> yeah i think it's just wonder woman's 1984 this is just 80s i don't think we had an exact year yet um uh, but look uh, at it. but yeah i mean this just it seems really cool what's interesting about this one is this is kind of a um expansion's not really the right works. It's a standalone title, but it's not a full-fledged game. So it's only a $30 title. This is right. not a $60 title. So I would expect this game to be more like maybe six to 10 hours of content. That's what I was going to say. It's not, it's not going to be um, a lot. Yeah. But that's but enough to play. play. Yeah. That's enough to play with your friend and have a lot of fun doing it. Um, yes. And again, this is another title we're looking in 2019. So yeah, a lot of the games we're going to cover are coming out next year, which just, ah, uh, you know. Well, that's okay, though. I feel like it's in every other year cycle, right? Like in 2017, we had Horizon Zero Dawn, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey. You just had these massive titles that came out and, and shook the gaming industry. Uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Origins, for example, Destiny 2. Um, God of War. You know, God, yeah. Well, no, God of War was this year. That's what, Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, 2018's so actually been a little dry. That's what I'm saying, right? You've got God of War, and you'll have Spider-Man, and there'll be uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which uh, we'll talk about I in cannot a bit. wait to talk about that one. But, you know, um, I feel like there is, there, it kind of waves, right? And so 2019, you're going to see, I think, some more titles. Spring right? is going to be fucking nuts in 2019, <laughs> is all I can say. Spring is going to be... I don't even know, man. Like... And well, whoever... we already got a bunch of stuff announced for January and February. I mean, between you know Kingdom Hearts and Anthem and Days Gone and uh, Crackdown Three, you know Fe- January, the last week of January through the end of February is going to be just crazy. Well, that, I mean that's exciting. So that again, I'm always down for another good cooperative game. So that that is what I look for. If you want my money quick, make a good cooperative game. You'll have my money. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, I think that was it from Bethesda. But, you know, we didn't even touch every title. Like I said, you know, they announced Rage 2 and that sort of thing. But between Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls 6, Fallout 76, Starfield, and Wolfenstein Youngblood, it's a pretty good conference. It's a lot going on. That's a lot of games. Yeah. You know, because, like, we're going to want to buy four of those games, you know. So that's kind of – it's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but that's that's it for Bethesda. Um, EA did not have a whole lot that was super exciting. They, yes, we got a release date for they Anthem. They got all their money in Anthem. 
And, and, yeah. and personally, Anthem looks like a, I don't know, a dumbed down version of Destiny, in my opinion. There's a lot of cool aspects to it. Everyone gets a power suit and you're bounty hunters. But it's another, it's another, it looks like it's going to be another online to play game, right? Yes. Yes. So it's fact, weird how that's they like said the it future. requires it requires online if i remember correctly it does yeah so you have to have uh, internet connection to play this game and um it, it's just kind of sure they learned their lesson they're definitely not doing loot crates this time around <laughs> they made that very no. clear <laughs> they said that any cosmetic stuff you would just straight up purchase exactly and i um, think uh they've learned their lesson <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, look, it looks is, cool, but it's just not captivating for me. EA gets a lot of crap in the community, and the way they've handled loot boxes and stuff, and you know, ha- has not been great in the past. I appreciate that they're trying other things, uh, but they do do some things really well. And one thing to note is how they're handling Battlefield Five. Yeah, uh, it's a World War II shooter, and they have decided to include women in the game as playable characters and people that are part of the group. Um, and things of that nature. And I I really appreciate that they're doing that, number one. Number two, I really appreciate how they've handled um, what what the negative backlash has been because of the, the troll chauvinistic gatekeepers of the gaming community just can't have women in their shooters for some reason. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Well, well Bethesda's uh, doing that. Uh, the two are leads. I'm just saying, like, women is a theme, yeah. clearly. No, it is. It is. But the the chief creative officer of EA came out and basically said, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but uh, actually, you know what? I'm just going to find the quote. Let me find find the quote right here. Um, I want to add, too, that Gears 5 is centering around a woman this year, too. Which one? Gears 5. Gears 5, yeah. And Last of Us Part 2 would be following Ellie. So I'm just saying most of the games we have coming out are going to be following a woman. So this is the chief creative officer of EA, um, and this is – I'm just going to uh, quote quote him here. Uh, we, we stand up for the cause because I think those people who don't understand it, well, you have two choices. Either accept it or don't buy the game. I'm fine with either or. And I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. He's basically saying, look, this is the game we decided to make, um, and – you know, part of the story that that I didn't quote there is the fact that you know his his daughter, uh, who is thirteen, didn't understand the the negative negativity around having women in this in this game because she can play as a woman in Fortnite, which is a oh. massively popular game right now. That is a shooter as well. Obviously, it's a different type of shooter. That's not the point. Um, but you know, I appreciate that EA's creative chief basically comes out and says, "Look, this is what we're doing." We're trying to, you know, balance the playing field and be inclusive. If you don't like it, then get the fuck out. I think that's a good stance. And I, 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 the other companies are doing it without saying it out loud, of course. But I think that is a good statement to make. And it's a very valid point. And someone has to say it because people need to get over this. Well, Battlefield's been getting a little more hate. Than like Wolfenstein, for example, because it takes Battlefield Five takes place during World War Two. Women, women, women were a huge part of World War Two. So, oh no, 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 I, I know. Sorry, what, what, where I was going with that um, is that people are trying to say that women weren't, and they're trying to say that that's what really happened. Whereas Wolfenstein takes place in an alternate right. history future where like that's not it's not as grounded in reality but battlefield 5 is also not necessarily grounded in reality number one and number two women were involved absolutely it's all kind of a moot point um but battlefield 5 has taken the brunt of that criticism whereas wolfenstein has kind of flown under the radar a little bit and maybe that's just because they're used to the trolls because the main character is jewish and you you've spent your time fighting nazis um you know, and The Last of Us, well, you know, we, we already had the first game, and Ellie is a very large part of that game, even if you don't play as her for much. Well, Gears 5 is centering, the, the main character is a female, which is great, too. Um, and yes. then, uh, even to push that even further, Assassin's Creed this time is actually letting you play as a woman as well. Oh, I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, That's Assassin's good. Creed, her name will be Cassandra with a K, uh, or you can play Alexios, which is a guy. Um, they're basically the same character. 
Um, and this game is, uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit here, but it, basically what I'm saying though, is they've made it equal and you can play either one. So no one gets a better story. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic. So yeah, so let's move on to Microsoft. Yeah. Um, Microsoft, I think had a great conference. They announced uh, a bunch of stuff. They showed a bunch of stuff. Um, some of it, you know, was expected. They, uh, <laughs> out of left field announced that they're making a new Battletoads game. I thought that was cool. Surreal. I mean, I'm excited about it, but like, if you had asked me to list like 50 (laughs) things that Microsoft was going to announce, Battletoads was not going to be on the list. I think that was the point. I think they were like, you know what? Let's just throw them off. And um, it's funny because I've never really played the Battletoads game. And remember when we went to Up Down, it's a it's a local arcade bar situation here in Kansas City. They had Battletoads. I looked I looked at Derek and I go, "Have you played this?" He said, "Yeah." And an S, uh, any SNES, and I was like, "No way." So I started no, original playing. original oh, on, NES on NES. So NES, I was playing yeah. it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like Turtles in Time, but with Toads. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so I wonder yeah, if they'll so keep get... that up, that vibe. We'll see. I mean, we know nothing about it yeah. other than it's, <laughs> other than it's, which... it's going to be made. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got a, re- a release date finally for Crackdown 3 starring Terry Crews. We got a trailer. We got some gameplay. So that's coming in, in February, uh, which I'm excited for because I fucking love Terry Crews. We love Terry Crews, yeah. <laughs> He's great. But the big, the big news came in the form of their two largest first-party franchises, Gears of War and Halo. Dude, let's talk about Gears of War. Let's get into that. So, um, as you guys know, if you've listened to the previous podcast, I just got an Xbox recently and I've been going back and playing all the Gears of War games. I'm not quite up to this chapter yet for, because it looks like it's a direct sequel. So, what do you think about it, Derek? I am stoked. So, for those who have not been following along with us over our 57-episode run, uh, I played all four numbered Gears of War games in 2017. I started right before the beginning of 2017, and I've completed all four of them in that calendar year. I have not played Judgment Day yet. Um, you can skip that one. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the lead. I just anyway. So Gears Four, I think, is the best game in the franchise. It, I mean, visually, it was stunning, really well done. The gameplay was tight. The mechanics were solid. The story was interesting. The characters were good. The dialogue wasn't as cheesy as previous games, but it was still fun. Um, this game is a direct sequel following Kate, who is the uh, main woman character in Gears 4. This is following her and some of her story because her background is very complicated and we're, we're not quite sure where she comes from. And the, the trailer for Gears 5, the announcement trailer, certainly makes it seem like maybe she has a connection. That's um, what I was taking from it too. And uh, there was a part there in the end, near the, nearing the end of the trailer where someone volunteers to go with her on this journey, this quest to, I guess, get answers. And, uh, it may, they make it in, they make it seem like he's maybe there for an execution of her. Yeah. I mean, it, there was a lot of questions that that announcement trailer brought up, but the game looks really good. Assuming that oh, that's yeah. what the game ends up looking like. Um, I'm excited that they're taking it in a different direction because while Phoenix is just awesome. Uh, his son was fine. I, I thought that his son in Gears 4 is, is fine. But the best parts of that game are when you're playing as Old Man Phoenix. And <laughs> at some point, you got to pass the torch. And I don't feel like it was passed particularly well to his son in 4. So I think taking it with Kate in this different direction is a good choice for the franchise. Well, it looks like they, uh, they're favoring exploration a little more. Um, from some of, so the, it was mainly a cinematic, but there was some screen, there was some, uh, very few short seconds ex- exploration gameplay and, uh, you're in this ice cavern and you're, it looks like you're in a completely different part of the, of this world. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping they open things up a little bit. Uh, one of the things about the Gears games is that, so they're third person shooters for those who don't know. Um, they're really big on the cover mechanic and the games are kind of on rails where there's a path that you can basically take. And there's a little bit of leeway for searching and looking for things like cogs and stuff like that. But more, more or less you're following a path. And so I'm kind of hoping they open things up a little bit here, uh, just because from a, a gaming processing perspective, they can, so I'd like to see them do that. Um, 
But either way, it, everything about Gears Five was positive for me. Yeah, it looked it looked really good, um, and I cannot wait to catch up on those and kind of know exactly where this one's going to lead off. Mm-hmm. But they uh, they did something weird as well. They announced Gears Pops Mobile. How weird is that? Yeah, so they so they announced three Gears games, one real Gears game, Gears right. Five, uh, which was the last of their their <laughs> of their uh, presentation, of course. Right. So there's this mobile game where you get to play as Gears of War characters, but they're pop vinyl Pops. versions of them. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what pop vinyls are, Funko is the company, and they make these vinyl figures that all have a very specific style. These large heads, and I mean, they have like the licensing rights to almost everything. So there's you know. There's Gears of War characters, there's Halo characters, Ninja Turtles, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek. It's all over the place. Um, but there's going to be some type of mobile game with that. I, don't, I mean, whatever. That's so fine. my question, though, it, it raises a lot of questions for me. Are you trying to appeal to the kids market? Or what market are you trying to appeal to? Because is this going to be gory? Because the Gears gore- games are very gory. Is this going to be comical no. and fun? Because the, the trailer seemed kind of comical and fun. Yeah, I'm sure this will be a much lighter type of game than than the regular Gears games. I don't know that it's necessarily directed at kids as much as it's directed as more casual people. Um, and playing on your phone, right? This is a mobile game, so it's not going to be, you know, they don't want to run something like a legitimate shooter on here in, in the Gears style. They're doing something that's a little more cartoony, a little lighter weight. Uh, which I get, it's just that's not what I want from Gears of War. I yeah, I thought it was just very off the wall in my opinion too. I was just like, you know, it could be cool, but part of the Gears, the part that makes Gears good is their unique way that they handle movement and the way they handle cover. So I I don't, you're kind of taking all the good stuff away from me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. making a game that's like, okay, big-headed creatures that <laughs> and people, like, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And their bodies don't look so big anymore now. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. like, what, right. what, what it's, are it's Gears? the opposite. <laughs> the bodies the opposite. of, like, bodybuilders, <laughs> these little heads. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, the opposite. So tell me about Gear Tactics. Uh, Gears Tactics. So- that one was weird to me. So I'm kind of interested in this one. I'm not sold on it yet. I need to see some more. Exactly. But it's basically a turn-based tactical game uh, where you play as Gears characters. Uh, you're, you know, you've got like a squad and you have missions. I like turn-based games. I like turn-based strategy games, games like XCOM. Uh, I find those really interesting. So if this is in that vein, I will be very happy. I don't like those games. So <laughs> So this is not for It's you. not for me. No, no. Uh, that's why I don't play the XCOM. I saw XCOM is cur- XCOM Two is currently free on the PSN as we speak uh, oh, for okay. June. You can download it, but no, it's that's why I don't play those games. Like I want free. Like the the Final Fantasy games did that for a long time, and uh, yeah, I want free motion. Well, Final Fantasy Tactics is supposed to be really good. I have not played it. Well, you can play it and review it. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it they're, they're, looks like they're just taking what they uh, they have that they know, hey, this is our one of our biggest popular franchises, and they're doing different things with it. So I, I don't blame them for trying new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate that they're trying to branch out a bit. Um, but that was it for Gears. The, uh, the other big thing, of course, was Halo Infinite. Hell of a cinematic, except it explained <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like, well, that was very much on purpose. Oh, obviously it's a teaser, but like literally, it was just here's the world. Look how cool this looks. People are walking <laughs> through. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they're going through a field. Oh, there's a warhog. And then the very end, and this is where I'm not caught up in the games. I'm playing the Halo games again as well. It seems like Master Chief is standing there with his helmet off, holding it. And he looks pissed. I, I mean, I guess you don't look at him, but he sounds pissed. <laughs> well, he makes a grunting I mean, noise. <laughs> there's some interesting stuff from this this teaser. You see that he has an AI chip that he puts into his in helmet, which his... we're supposed to believe yep. is Cortana. And I'm not going to spoil anything from Halo 5, but some things have to happen for that to make sense. So I'm very curious to see how they wraps up some of that. Um 
Yeah, this it's a brand new engine uh, called uh, Slipspace, right? Yeah, I believe is, is the yeah. name of the new engine. So this is it looks great. This is a brand new gaming engine, possibly next gen. We have no real information on that, but this is probably a next gen title. We may not see this on the Xbox One. I will say though that that new gaming engine looks absolutely gorgeous, and they were really driving that home. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious to see. Um, what else they're planning on putting that in, put using that for. Yeah, absolutely. And can it be um, current gen? That'd be great. I mean, you know, I, I'm not saying it can't be, right? But this game, with it being a brand new engine, I imagine has been in development for quite some time. And if the Xbox only has three years of life left, do they want to release this in the last year or two of the console's life? Or do they want to launch the new Xbox with Halo Infinite? <sighs> That's always a tough decision, but I feel like a lot of times this is what we see. We'll see them launch it on the current gen, and then they'll do a re-release on the new gen. Microsoft has never done that with a Gears game or a Halo game. So you think they're going to wait? These are the two big franchises that Microsoft has, and one of the issues Microsoft has had with the current generation and why it did so well in the previous generation is how it's handled its games. It's first-party games. It's exclusive games. In the 360 era, it just had so many titles all the time. Yeah. And in this t- in this case, it doesn't. We have Halo 5. Halo 5 was an earlier release for the Xbox One. And we have Gears 4, which came out um, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago now. A little bit more than that uh, in 2016. And that's, that's what we've had really in this generation. So we... While it sounds nice to have another Halo game in this generation, I think Gears 5 will be, right? Because Gears 5 is going to come out next year. But I don't think Halo Infinite will. I will be very surprised if Halo Infinite comes out and is playable on an Xbox One, unless I have a caveat. It's probably going to be on the X. I I do think that whatever this next generation is, I'm going to call it Xbox Z. I think this game will release on Xbox Z with compatibility on the X. Gotcha. Now, maybe it'll be downgraded graphics or lower frame rate or something like that. But I find it hard to believe that they're building a brand new engine for, for Halo of all franchises. The franchise that basically that, – that, that did. I mean it launched the Xbox. Mm-hmm. This is the Xbox franchise. Um, for them to launch a brand new Halo game in the last 18 months of a console generation, I just I don't see that happening. But to add on top of that, that it's a brand new gaming engine, why would you develop a brand new gaming engine for a console that's almost done? I, I understand your point, but at the same time, it's kind of ridiculous to expect us to replace the machine we just bought. But you didn't just buy it. The, the Xbox One is five years old. So by 2021, it'll be eight years old. Right. And that's normal. That's, uh, that's a normal like, life cycle. I, I know, but it just seems like they held on the 360 so much longer. The 360 era, the PS3, the Wii, and the 360 were the longest generation. But that's not going to happen super often when we have this kind of iterative phase. And Microsoft has learned a lot from the Xbox One. The original Xbox was bulky. People joked about how it looked like a VCR. There were some technical problems with it where the NIC wasn't necessarily great. So they refined it. You got the S, which is which I upgraded to. And they brought the power unit from the giant brick finally inside. Yeah. And they added a 4K Blu-ray player. And they decided to, you know, to hell with the Kinect. Forget it. It's a failed experiment. Um, I think... And then they, they decided to go with the X and create a premium 4K console. But... There's, is there enough content for that? Is there enough need for it right now when you can get the S for $200? Um, I, I think they should definitely develop I, – I think it would be a lost opportunity if they didn't develop it to work on the X at the minimum. It's a possibility, right? Because then what they can do is they can launch you know, the Z or whatever they call it and then discount the X and keep people – you know, in in the Microsoft ecosystem, mm-hmm. while they phase because, out the S, and because I think that's people fine. who just bought the X this year, you know, that's four years. You're telling me that in four years, you're, I have to buy a new one. Like, I'd be kind of pissed. So, no, see, that's, I think, that's kind I, of my thing, point. You and I are not Xbox One X owners. Xbox One X owners are the diehard 
Xbox fans. These are these are hardcore gamers who care very deeply about resolution, about power, who want the latest and the greatest. Having that for three or four years, I think, is something most of them are going to understand because technology moves too quickly. Right? When a console's released, the day that's already outdated technology yeah. when a console launches. Okay? We know that. And the people buying the X either have money to burn or they're experts on this type of stuff. And they understand that this is already the third iteration of a console that's been out since 2013. If you bought an X and you believed that you had eight years in the <laughs> X before something else was going to come out, that I believe is on you. That And that is why I am waiting. <laughs> I will obviously not be buying an X. And that's fine. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it's up to you as the gamer to make that decision. For me, you know, games like Gears of War, that has me interested in moving up to 4K HDR gaming, right? That, that's interesting to me now because these games are starting to look like maybe I'll notice the difference. Um, but I have the S. I'm very happy with the S. And, you know, maybe I don't need anything else until the next gen. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on from uh, Microsoft. We still got a lot to cover. Um, I'm going to jump over to well, Sony. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, you're just, you're, well, just going to skip Nintendo? No, I'm leaving Nintendo for last because we got a lot to talk about on Nintendo. Okay, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and just get out there. Finally, some Last of Us 2 gameplay. Finally. I mean, we saw a very brutal trailer uh, a few months ago. Dude, that was like a year ago. Wow. See, it seems like it was that so much that we saw like a year ago, uh, a brutal trailer, which uh, had some pretty adult themes. And uh, finally, we get to see this. And this one, boy, it does not hold back. What did you think of that trailer? It's brutal. I, I don't call it a trailer because it's like a 12-minute video. It's a, it's a gameplay. It's showcasing the gameplay. Um, but, but it starts yeah, off so as a cinematic. It does. It does. Um, it's, I mean, the graphics are amazing, dude. It just looks incredible. The way that she interacts with like the, the leaves and the plants and stuff in the forest when she's, you know, crawling around and everything like that is just super impressive. Um, it seems like the environment is more interactive now that she can, you know, jump over things, climb on things, go under the truck when she's trying to hide. I thought was just really cool. Um, how, when she's in, I guess like that, that like drugstore grocery store um where she like can slip in between those two parts of the cabinets Mm -hmm. like in a video game you would see that and be like well you can (laughs) see through through there yeah there's an invisible wall here like she can go through that or or Um, i like i like to i want to add the parrying is super cool it looks like there's a lot more dodging mechanics going on which is awesome Yes. Which is great. Yeah, when that guy comes at her in, uh, I guess that's a parking garage, and she, like, leans back so the knife misses. Like, like whoa. Like, that's all gameplay, and it just looks really sophisticated. It's great. Um, and just when you think, you're like, Last of Us is an excellent game, and there is very few things you can really do to improve on it. And they did, man. They did. Uh, it looks great. And I cannot wait. And I know everyone else who's listening and everyone else in the world is all over Last of Us is nuts. But seriously, I cannot wait to see this chapter because if they can bring the same kind of emotion and the story uh, that they brought the first time, which I have no doubt Naughty Dog can, because they just are golden. They're a golden studio right now. They can't mess up. Um, don't jinx them. Man. No, dude. I don't think they. this will definitely not be a miss. No way. No way. By what we saw, they were able to showcase something really good. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited. It looks great. We're all excited. Um, 2019. So, probably, yeah, it, probably mid. Um, I'm thinking summer release for that. Maybe. Maybe. You know, uh, we, we have you know, no... No real information on that yet. I would be fine with that. I do not think they're going to do a spring because then it has to go up against Spider-Man. And they don't want to do that. No, Spider-Man's in the fall. Is it of this year? Yeah. Spider-Man comes out in like September, October. Oh, yes, you're right. So it would have to go up. If it comes out in the spring, it's going up against Anthem, Crackdown Thank 3, you. Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts was um, the one, yeah. Days Gone. They won't do um, that. Oh, that's what it was. 
Days Gone. Because Days Gone is supposed to be their survival zombie game, and they're not going to release two zombie games back-to-back like that. Um, and that's and that's fine. Well, in something... But, yeah, yeah. So that's... You know, that's something to consider. The Last of Us is one of those games that can release whenever that <laughs> wants to. It sets the market. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does. It really does. I mean, it's it's... It has earned that right because of how good the first one was. And because of that and what we've seen of this one it could release whenever it wants to and it'll be a hit and yeah. it, if anything other studios will move their releases to get away from it i think that would be smart <laughs> so so i wouldn't i mean they can they can release this one at any time when it's ready to go they can release it you know what it definitely it might even be sooner we don't really know so um I'm everyone's stoked, everyone's excited, and they've brought they did a really good job on showcasing um what they've added and it's very good. Yes. Um something I'm super passionate and excited about. Finally, we've been talking about the Resident Evil 2 remake, and this is a completely redone game. This is not like a re- like, you know, we made the gra- remastered. We made the graphics better. No, they completely redid the game, redid the mechanics. Um it is coming out January of 2019. We've been talking about this for two years, and it's been rumored. It's actually been very quiet. It's happening. I'm so stoked. Did you see that trailer? I did Dude. not watch the Resident Evil trailer. I'm Dude, sorry. This is the one I they missed. They drive survival horror just the right way. They did it just perfectly. So for those who um, have played Resident Evil 6, it looks like it's going to have similar mechanics. So you can move around and shoot, which has always been a problem. The camera angle is directly behind the character, Leon. Um, You will have Claire's campaign, just like in the original. The map will be exactly like the original, except things will be in different places. So you're actually, um, you know, like me, like I've played that game probably 10 times, right? Like I know where things are exactly. They're not going to be that way. So they're bringing new things to people who have played that game a lot. Um, Oh, man, and the graphics are just, they're great, man. They're using a new engine as well. I don't have that information on hand, but they're using something new. Um, Dude. Yeah, I've never really gotten into the Resident Evil games. I had, uh, I think it was 4. 4 is excellent. Yeah, I think it was 4. That's a great game. That's That's more of an adventure uh, action game more than anything else. Um, that's regarded one of the best, actually the best Resident Evil game of all time. Um, this one for me is top and I, I, I'm so excited about this game, man. Like it looks, it, it looks like they basically just, they finally gave us what we needed out of six. You know, six was, it had f- three different campaigns following three, different characters and one of them was leon's which was the best one and now we're just getting leon a whole game of leon doing his thing and uh, and it happens to be nostalgic as well so i I cannot wait so very pumped about that moving on (laughs) spider-man spider-man dude we finally got some gameplay what do you think look it looks impressive Right, it's a beautiful looking game. Um, it definitely looks like they they took the concepts from, you know, the Spider Man Two game and made them current generation. Uh, I'm moderately interested in it because it looks so good. It's basically Arkham. That's not all I've got. It's basically <laughs> Arkham. Like it's the fighting style is exactly like Arkham, and uh, that's not a bad thing. Rocksteady broke records, won awards. They did. They did a lot of good stuff with that. Those fighting mechanics. So, why wouldn't you want to have those kind of mechanics for a character that's nimble? So, I think it looks cool. And I'm not a Spider-Man fan, guys. I don't like Spider-Man, but I think this one looks pretty cool. Yeah, it, it looks good. It does look good. Um, and it comes out this year, right? This is one of the, the the games that comes out soon. And so, you know, you can play it in September, I think. So. That's great. And I know it's very hyped. I know everyone's really pumped. There's going to be over, uh, I think it was over 30 different suits with different gears. It's going to have a gearing system um, where you can pick new tech to put in your suits and mix and match. Um, it will probably be 
free roam and there's just missions happening throughout the map, which probably is pretty huge. We don't know really any more than that because most of the trailer, was, the gameplay was him fighting his villains who got out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's this year. One of the few games we talked about today that's coming out this year. <laughs> um, yeah. Square Enix, I'm going to move on. Cause we so no, I just I just want to point out yeah, that's that's all you have to co- to talk about for Sony. I mean, that's all I want to talk about for Sony. And you think that that's a better press conference than Microsoft's or Bethesda's? I think Resident Evil was big, and I think Last of Us obviously was the biggest. Except that we already knew the Last of Us Two was coming, and we'd already seen cinematics from it, and Microsoft and Bethesda showed way more new stuff okay okay you swayed me you're right bethesda was better i i I put my foot in my mouth i i thought about it more like yeah i totally discredited starfield (laughs) i totally discredited starfield it's because we didn't have much info on it well yeah i just between i think bethesda wins with elder scroll and starfield and microsoft wins with uh halo infinite and the fact that they bought five indie studios. I mean, that was something we kind of just glossed over. But they – well, I, sh- I should frame it correctly. They bought four and they they, they created a fifth studio, which is just kind of unreal. Well, these are big uh, studios to too. I mean, these are these are studios that produce some pretty good games. So these are not – Yeah. So yeah. They, we, we should – just to mention, so Microsoft bought Compulsion Games, Undead Labs – Ninja Theory and Playground Games. And Playground Games are the ones who make the Forza Horizon yep. games. And then they created a new stu- studio that they're calling The Initiative. So, like, that's huge. Uh, it's really Microsoft showing that they have every intention of bringing you know, more stuff. Increasing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because uh, if you look at the track record, um, you guys should go look it up. Some of these, some of these developers, they're, they've made some good games for us in the past. So, State of Decay was Undead Labs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge thing right now on Microsoft. Everyone's p- been playing State of Decay for a long time. So that's just one of the big titles that I feel... Uh, I think the biggest one, though, was Ninja Theory. And Ninja Theory made the the Game of the Year runner-up, Hellblade Sen- Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, and that, yeah. that yeah. although it's a double-A game, was up for Game of the Year. So... Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a really big deal to say, hey, we just bought these guys out and they created a game that was runner up for game of the year. So, or it was yeah. game of the year. But all right. So, so Square Enix did next to nothing. They shot themselves in the foot by announcing things in other conferences or just like randomly <laughs> releasing information throughout the week. Um, Their, so... their Tomb Raider segment was nice. Yeah, we saw a trailer for Tomb Raider, and it looks good, but it's a Tomb Raider game, and it looks like a Tomb Raider game, and that's great, because that's what it's supposed to be, but that's literally, like, all that they have. They didn't, yeah, they didn't really show, I mean, they showcased <laughs> some combat and some mechanics, but really, it, it didn't, it didn't look more different than any of the other, uh, and I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, it was kind of like, Here's the best we can come up with to Last of Us. <laughs> this is the best we can get. Because <laughs> it, I mean, it, it kind of kind of had know. that vibe, right? Like, she kind of looks like Ellie, older Ellie. Like, you kind of had this vibe, but you're like, eh, it's not quite there. No, I mean, I guess I didn't really think about it that way. It was more of just, we, we knew a Tomb Raider. We knew Shadow of the Tomb Raider yeah. was coming, and it looks exactly what like expected. what we thought it was going to exactly. look like. Which is not bad. Like, I don't mean that to be a bad thing, right? Because sometimes you want what you were expecting. And I think this is an example of don't don't fix what isn't broken. But when that's all that they have because they've given away everything else earlier in the week, um, it's just why were they even there? I agree. I agree. I mean, I guess they announced Neo 2, which, I mean, fine. And Kingdom Hearts is it's a big fine. one. Everyone's been... All over Kingdom Hearts, but they didn't have any new information. New. Really, yeah. <laughs> they announced they announced the release date in the middle, and we of the saw night. a trailer yeah. of stuff that we expected already. Like, oh, he... they already told us, like, oh, exactly. Movie. I was like, oh, he's I been in the Frozen it. universe. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, we already knew this stuff. Take him to know, Star so. Wars. It's all Disney. Uh, Eventually, I'm kidding. Um, 
So we're going to move on because we're running short on time here. Ubisoft okay. had a very good conference. Uh, a big one, I think, let's just talk about their showcase, was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Holy shit, another Assassin's Creed game that quick? Yes. And this one actually takes place in Greek times, right? It's literally right after the Spartan and I forget war. But um, literally right after 300, they drive that 300 vibe home the whole way. You can Sparta kick people off ledges. You could Sparta kick during battle. It looks awesome. Um, the map is huge. The uh, The game, they said openly, this is not like your traditional Assassin's Creed accurate to history type of game. There is mythical creatures. This is a Greek adventure. And um, I'm very, I'm appreciative of that. I love Greek mythology and I'm excited to play this. One of the biggest things for me that's really exciting, and I think they took this cue from uh, the Lord of the Rings game. Uh, what was that one? What, yes, of War? thank you. Where you're fighting particular generals mid-combat to take over a specific piece of land. So there's a dynamic in this game where they've left everything open to choice. So crumble, countries will crumble and fall if you choose the wrong side kind of thing. And part of the mechanics is there, when that country falls, there is a war, a flat out war on the ground happening and you can be in the middle of it. And in the middle of it, there are generals, there are bigger bosses or you can fight the smaller level guys, but either way. So if you catch the general, you kill the general, the war end, that, that site, that war ends. So it's really cool, really cool command uh, mechanic. And I'm really excited to play it. You get to play the, the lead as a, as a female or a male. But like I said, the whole game is based upon, you know, what you choose. So your story can be completely different each way. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I'm this. actually going to uh, buy this one. I, Origins was cool, but I'm just not really – the Egypt thing doesn't really stand out to me. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, see, my, my favorite two civilizations are ancient Egypt and ancient Greece, and they did these back-to-back -back <laughs> yeah. for me. As they, they basically have rebooted to move to more of a traditional RPG, which I'm more interested yep. in. So uh, I'm very excited about Odyssey, and so much so that I will be – the next game I am starting is Origins. I got it on PC. Um, that's the next game I'm going to be playing so I can be ready for Odyssey. I am stoked. I cannot wait. It just looks amazing. I'm really excited for Ancient Greece and uh, the 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 branching paths to be able to make decisions and interact a little bit more is just that's, that's what, what I want. We wanted, that's why yes. I'm a big fan of of the Elder Scrolls games and, and things of that nature. This feels a little bit closer to that, uh, but it's its own thing still. So it looks great. I think they gave a new someone else a different shot. They they took they took in and said we're going to do something a little different, and I I like that. So I I think it's going to pay mm -hmm. off. This is going to be a good one. Um, not not discrediting Origins. I haven't played it, and I probably it's just not appealing to me. But um, I know it's a good game, and I I have a lot of I'm, I have a lot of excitement surrounding this one. So. All right, let's talk about Nintendo. We're going to machine gun it now. Um, Nintendo, holy shit, holy shit, Nintendo. Ever since the Switch, they just, I feel like they don't, they don't stop. They just continue to just think of things all day long. Go ahead, man. Dive in there. What I, is your biggest, there's so many things. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Nintendo did that really? amazing of a job. When you announced like 30 games that are coming out. But most of them we either already knew about or are not necessarily exclusives and uh, a lot of indie titles, which is a positive thing, but like the big stuff was uh, Super Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers. Those Huge. were the two big things. Uh, everything else, I mean, yeah, Fortnite being available that, that was day, pretty cool. Yeah, it was and a very was unexpected. I've already downloaded it. Uh, we'll talk about that. I guess we're at, you know, since we're basically out of time. We'll talk about Fortnite next time. Uh, you know, having Fallout Shelter come. Uh, that that was announced uh, to be on Switch and PS4 now. That was that that's that's out there. Uh, Super Mario Party looks cool, right? You can attach two switches to to uh, each other, so you can connect the screens. Um, you know, and have four player local play. Uh, it's the first console Mario Party game since 2015, um, which is which is cool. Uh, you know, and uh, 
then there's Smash Brothers, and Smash Brothers is really what they focused on. It's like a 20, 25-minute presentation on Smash Brothers where we've got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It includes every single character who has ever been in a Smash Brothers game. Yes, that includes Ice Climbers, which I'm very, very excited about. And yes, it somehow includes Snake. Solid I saw Snake. that. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they got Sony to agree to that, uh, or or uh, Konami to agree to that. Whoever has the rights there, um, but he's back, which is super cool. They announced some new characters like Daisy. Daisy is a uh, an Echo Fighter to Peach, so that's really cool. She looks great. Um, and they announced Ridley, which is uh, uh, Samus's arch enemy in Metroid. So he's uh, Ridley's in there now, the giant flying dinosaur creature with the xenomorph tail. Um, I mean, the game looks awesome. The graphics look great. The levels look great. Uh, having all of the characters in there sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, the progression system sounds exciting. So I'm stoked for it. I really, really am. Um, I did not get my prediction. I had predicted that they were going to announce a new third-party character, and that would be Rayman. Uh, the reason I meant, thought that was that they have been adding third-party characters like Snake, Sonic, Pac-Man, um, and so I thought they would do that again here. And I thought it would be Rayman because Nintendo and, and Ubisoft have been ha- uh, doing a lot of partnerships. You had the Mario Plus Rabbits yep. Kingdom Battles game, which is a um, Ubisoft title with Mario characters, and they they just. They're going to have the Donkey Kong Adventures uh, DLC added to it. And then Ubisoft has Star Fox and the R-Wing in the Switch version of Starlink Battle for Atlas that comes out this fall. So in my head, I'm like, well, this is perfect. Ubisoft and Nintendo are gelling so well together. Who could they put in the Smash Brothers? And I didn't want to see a rabid, but Rayman. Now, that could, could be really be interesting. DLC, but... man. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Um, but I was a little disappointed that the big announcements of the the the, two, the new characters were all first-party characters. Um, the internet's very unhappy that Walu- Luigi is still not in the game. <laughs> I don't know why. He's, he's not even that great. Well, he's, it's, he's a weird character, though, because he's only ever been in the sports games. Right. You know, uh, he doesn't have his own title. He doesn't show up in the Wario games. He's just kind of like, hey, let's play some tennis. Well, he's you like know? a he's like that uh, stepchild that no one likes because he's like a mixture. He's just you know what I mean. He's just a weird character. He's a weird yes. He is a very weird character. Like he's like one of the ones uh, but, that should not have been created, but they said we needed him anyway. But yeah, but that's it though. That's all we got. There's really nothing else that Nintendo said that was super exciting. I, I, so you're right. They, I'm just saying they just announced so much. Uh, I almost feel like it was a little bit of overload. It's like, we're going to throw all these titles at you. And they did. Yeah. And I mean, it was a ton a of A lot of information. Yeah. I, I actually thought you'd be pumped over Overcooked 2. I, I am. Because I, <laughs> I know you talked a lot about Overcooked You liked 2. it a lot. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. The new one looks fantastic. Uh, but it's not it's not a Nintendo exclusive. You can get it on right. Xbox. Um, I'll get it on Switch just personally but um i guess having killer queen come to switch is really exciting it's the first console release of killer queen which is historically this really massive multiplayer arcade game um so i'm curious to see how that works on a console but you know i guess we'll have to it'll be great on switch honestly i think those type of games will do really well on switch fair enough but yeah i mean Fortnite. that was a surprise having Fortnite come out that day uh, was kind of interesting. Um, it's it's not like we didn't expect it, you know, Fortnite to do something crazy this time around, but um, that was quick. So they, they had been working on that pretty diligently. And we played that. I've played that a lot the past few days, or a couple days. Um, we'll talk about that more in depth on the next episode. Is there anything else you want to cover, Derek? Uh-huh. I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, lots of interesting stuff. I think that Bethesda and Microsoft kind of brought the biggest information and the the, the, the most spectacle. Uh, but there's a lot of games to be excited about. You know, just running through the list between just going straight down. Doom, Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls 6, Fallout 76, uh, Starfield, Wolfenstein, Youngblood, Anthem, Battlefield 5, 
uh, Battletoads, Crackdown 3, Forza Horizon 4, Gears of War 5, Halo Infinite, Super Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers, The Last of Us Part 2, Resident Evil 2, Spider-Man, Kingdom Hearts 3, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Starlink. Like That's it's just 20 the list games goes on right and there. On. You know, uh, and that's not everything. It's so not everything. We've left a bunch of stuff off of this list that we just don't have time to get to. Yeah, yeah. So it uh, either way, they, they're they're we're definitely going to be spending a lot of money in 2019 on games. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's it's going to be a big year, I think. But yeah, if you want to go ahead and shamelessly plug this, we'll uh, we'll close up this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, so that was our big E3 wrap-up coverage. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Facebook at the Star Trek Dude. John is at Buster Props if you want to talk to him. And you can find us, Gamer Heroes, on the Heroes Podcast Network at Heroes Podcasts, which is plural, at Twitter and Instagram, as well as HeroesPodcasts.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, anywhere else that you get your podcasts. So subscribe today. Drop us a review. We appreciate that. And we will read your your review on an episode if you drop us one. So please do that. And uh, yeah, we will be back um, in a couple of weeks. This episode was off schedule. So uh, we will be back at our normal time in like a week. You got it. All right, guys. As always, game on. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.